We need to talk. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk with Pariah Sinclair. On this podcast, I bring you a Baltimore queer icon. They come on, we get to know them a little better, and most importantly, we talk some shit. So on this episode, we are bringing another special guest from Philadelphia. She is amazing. She is leading the scene there. Please put your hands together for the one and only Vinchelle. Oh my goodness gracious. I did not even know I was nominated. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. How are we doing in this moment on this Saturday morning? How are we doing? On this lovely, nice, warm, sunny Saturday morning, I can't complain. I can't complain. I mean, I can always complain, but Hello. I'm not. I'm not going to complain right now. Awesome. Yes. I. I. Yeah. It's really nice. It was super nice yesterday. It was so nice. Um. Yesterday, I did like a little working lunch out, like on like the the water. I uh, saw that. See y'all. See, y'all hoes are lucky. I always see y'all hoes down by the um. Cause my cousin lives over there, so. She's mm. always like, I'm just taking a walk down by, the, what is it, the pier? or, or Yeah, the harbor. Yeah. The harbor, the harbor. And I'm like, y'all can just see. And I saw all y'all, like you and, and um, Evan's um, like, like post. And I was like, uh-huh. lucky bitches. Y'all can sit by the water. All I got is the damn Delaware River. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm I mean, our, our water isn't clear at all. It's a murky green. That's but true. It, but it's still the water. Yeah, you can see beer cans and, um, and, and Corona bottles in ours. Literally. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. And apparently, like, a couple years ago, people were, like, jumping in the, the harbor. Ooh. Yeah, like, tourists were, like, jumping in the water. I'm like, y'all are very brave. We'll I'm leave that for them. We'll leave girl. that for them. I'll watch. I'll watch the <laughs> videotape, honey. Hello. Uh, but obviously... No surprise to anyone, we're still in a pandemic, unfortunately. It's been mm. over a year. Mm. So what have you learned um, through this whole year about yourself, about your drag, just in general? It is That is such a, a great question because I feel like with the pandemic, everyone really was able to learn a lot more about mm. themselves and think a lot more. Because before the pandemic, I was working um, six to seven nights a week. Sometimes mm. it was like seven to eight times a week mm. and it was I was always on the go I would do drag come home maybe hang out with my friends every now and then but then that, that's all I would do um and I didn't really have any time to necessarily think or to do anything I just was kind of just always trying to create something new or do something else but when the pandemic hit I was forced to, to sit there and like reevaluate a lot of things and you know I think a lot of drag performers specifically um sat there and they were like oh my gosh like do I want to continue you know do where do I want to go how do I want to evolve and I just remember saying like you know what Vinchelle is never going to go anywhere like I don't want to not do drag I love doing drag this is what I was kind of like quote unquote born to do Mm -hmm. but I um so what I decided to do was I decided to really like reflect and I and I I would smoke a little bit. Ooh, hi, hi, mom. Um, <laughs> smoke a little bit of Mary Jane, honey. Mm. And I would sit there and just like write in this like this long, nice journal that I have. And I would write down goals that I want. And I would write down things that I want to achieve even during the quarantine and like what I want to do to help expand my brand and, and what I do. And um, yeah, so I definitely took this time to learn that 
Um, you should never, you should count your blessings mm-hmm. and you should always, always never take anything for granted. I, I felt like a lot of times you always, it's just like a good, it's, it's just like a good lover or it's just like a good piece of food. Like you never uh, appreciate it until it's gone. And I remember I was like working all the time and I was like, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. Oh my God, I don't feel like getting in drag today. And then there would be times where I'd be like, bitch, I want to get in drag today during this uh-huh. quarantine. But um, those were, I I, 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 um, I implore everyone out there that is listening to, oh, my alarm, honey. <laughs> I implore everyone out there um, to listen and to really take everything um seriously and take it to heart and live in the moment that's another thing living in the moment is something i really thought about as well yeah no i relate to everything you just said yeah because yeah especially i think a lot because a lot of people that i've interviewed on this podcast um were just going 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 before the pandemic like there's a recurring theme or like a like um like the, the lady gaga quote club another club another club another gig another it's very that when you're um, an entertainer, honestly, and w- we, you're just hustling. So, and then when the hustle stops, like out of our control, we kind of just be like, what do we do now? Yeah. So yeah, it definitely makes you just rethink things and really just make like, um, just think and be like, do I really want to do this? Was this beneficial to me? So, yeah. And it was also good to also think about my personal life because that's also was being pushed to the wayside. I did not just think about Vinchel. You know, I thought about current friendships or current ex-friendships or mm-hmm. or um, or family members and stuff. Like, I really evaluated a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of things, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, I totally agree. I've definitely, when it comes to friendships, I've definitely um, evaluated them. And like, because there were some friends where, I realized like to hang out with them or to be in the same space as them is not healthy. So I definitely have friends that I love them from a distance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And then, yeah. And then there are other friends where obviously I want to be in contact with them and I definitely want to foster that relationship um, more. And I've gained, I've also gained a great, um, some, I've gotten closer to some people as well, especially a lot of my cast in the Black Diaries, mm-hmm. I gotten so close with them. And I think that this pandemic would have not, it would have not, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably, and I'm not trying to say that, but how, I'm not trying to say I'm cold in person, but I'm trying to say like how I used to be. And that's another thing I've realized about myself is that mm-hmm. how I used to be is I used to literally do the show mm-hmm. and go home. I would not fraternize. I would not stay around. I would not mm-hmm. hang out. And that's and everyone knew that about me. I mean, I would kiki, have a great time, kiki with you at the show. Like I'm not a bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I would kiki and have fun at the show. But once the show's over, I'm not gonna. It would be very rare that I would literally stay around. It would be very rare that I would go out in the neighborhood. Like it was very rare, rare thing because when you are a drag queen, it was like I had to separate a lot because my main thing is like when I'm out of drag, I want to have fun with my girlfriends, you know, and yeah. chill out. The last thing I want to do is go to a place where I get bombarded by people trying to ask for bookings when I'm out of drag or, or, or bombarded mm. by people being like, hey, what's this? What are you doing now? What's this, this look? Let's talk about drag. I'm like, I'm trying to talk to this boy right now. Can you leave me alone? Uh-huh. Like, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm like, who's Vinchelle? <laughs> that part. Yeah. I'm like, who is that? I don't know who that is. I hear she's beautiful and talented, <laughs> but I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, so it's, you have to, it, it was just a great way to really think about a lot, a lot of things. Ooh, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I get that because you, as you said, you were working six or seven times a week. Um, Because I saw you, you had a gig in New York City, right? So I worked in New York with Iris Spector every single Monday. I did Tina Burner shows. Me, Tina Burner, Iris Spector, and Carrie Kearney and Juicy Lou every single Monday. And um, that's another thing. <laughs> I I talk to Iris about this all the time. But um, we would, like, not complain, but we would be like, mm. oh, my, because we would drive up and back every time. Like, we would mm. not stay over. Or any, we would literally drive up Monday night and mm. come back Tuesday at, like, 5 a.m. Every Jeez. single week. And so we would always be like, oh, here we go. But now we are like, I would kill to do mm. that drive. I would kill to do to be on that stage and to be with industry and to be with Tina and all those lovely. It's just, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But yes, I did. I miss it. <laughs> How long was that drive every Monday? So to from Philly to New York is technically two hours. If mm. I was driving, we got there in an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, I think that that is the hustle of drag in a nutshell. The the fact that you will drive an hour and a half, two hours one way to go to a gig, you know, because obviously New York, it's New York. The drag scene there is amazing. This, who, who would who would not? I mean, like when the yeah. GM came up to Iris and I and said, hey, we want to have you here weekly. Who yeah. would say no to that? Like, even even if it's a pain or a hassle, we made it work because Iris and I both are very, very in love with doing drag. And we both want to get our names out there. We both enjoy New York. We were like, hell yeah, it's a struggle. Oh, it was a struggle every week. Oh my God. I remember yeah. Sunday nights, I'd be like, girl, here we go. But it's... It's it's the name of the game, and it's all about a hustle. And they took care of us. It's not like we went down there for for, for pennies. Like yeah, we, they took they took care of us. But also, it was just a great atmosphere as well. And that's and it was great to not because you know it's always good to perform in your home city, but it's always mm. really really good to like go away and like have another have a name in another city as well, especially somewhere like New York and random random motherfuckers would show up. I don't know if I can curse. I'm sorry. No, but you can. Okay, good. Random motherfuckers would show up. At this bar, like oh, like one day it'd be like, oh, Todrick Hall's here. Oh, well, oh, Bob the Drag Queen's here. Bianca's mm. out there. Like it was like random, random people that would just show up, and I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that's New York, and the, the fact that you get to perform in front of these people, that's yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I miss New York. I'm I can't when you know things calm down a little bit. I definitely want to go back because uh. I'm going back there once I am fully vaccinated. I get my second vaccination shot tomorrow, honey. Yay! And then I'm going to wait my little month. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be back. So um, stay tuned, y'all, because myself and the Spectre, we will be back at industry. Yeah. Very soon, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will be fully vaccinated mid-April. I get my second shot in like a week and a half. So I think it's like two weeks yes. after the second shot. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so excited. I booked a trip to Puerto Rico in May. Mm, yeah. I'm going somewhere in May too, but I don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> go, just go. I'll tell you that when we're done recording. Hello. Let's say your girl's porny in May. <laughs> but yeah, but just like, cause that's the thing what I realized, like what, what once everything is, actually once I'm fully vaccinated, I just want to go somewhere by myself. I want like, I definitely just want to travel like alone. Mm. yeah it's always great to travel by yourself you know it's so funny back in like high school and like and sometimes college i would like be dare dead caught somewhere alone you know that's yeah. so crazy but now i'm like older i'm like baby let me be bye hello <laughs> okay yeah because i i'm pretty like i'm comfortable with, with myself like i do stuff alone all the time i live alone like 
Yeah, but I think, well, yeah. I can't, I think I'm almost there. In May, I'm living, by, I'm yeah. first time ever living by myself in like a year or so. I'm so excited. You'll love it. You'll love it. I can't it. wait. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I love my roommate. Let me give, love him. He's still two blocks away from me. We, we literally move really close to each other because <laughs> he's like my quote unquote assistant. He hates when I say that, but he, <laughs> he is. But um, he's like the unpaid assistant that I love. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so living by myself, I can't wait. So kudos to you. How long have you been living by yourself? Um, it, what, what, I'm trying to think about time. Time is a, a okay. Thing, you know, so it will be uh, over a year, like almost a year and a half. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I, I love it. It's, yeah, I, I moved, I, I started living by myself December of 2019. So like, obviously before the pandemic, which I will say like, yes, it was lonely, but I would have never had it any other way. Of oh, being, yeah, because you were by yourself throughout the whole pandemic. Yeah, which, you know, it was lonely, but I would rather have done that than being stuck in the house with somebody. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm indifferent about it because yeah. I know for a fact that I would have loved to be by myself. But since my roommate was a huge aspect to my digital drag, True. I, I needed him. <laughs> there was yeah, not, I, I mean, needed him there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you had someone, obviously, you, had a, you have a great relationship with. They helped you, but... Yeah, because like my situation before living alone, I was living with like random people in town home. Mm, so it, yeah. if I had to be quarantined with that, I would have, I, I mean, I would have probably moved out. I would. Or you would have stayed in your room. Like that's not healthy too. Like, exactly. Yeah. I would have stayed in my room, and I would have probably moved. I would probably, you know, like obviously, I would have been like, fuck it, like I would the double mask up, and I would have moved somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I love my apartment. I actually. Two weeks ago, I moved, I was in the top floor of my apartment, and now I'm downstairs in a, in a bigger space. Are you in Baltimore? Yeah. I'm in, like, okay. midtown. Like, Bol- like, do you know where, like, Bolton Hill is? Maybe. I, my, yeah. Yeah. My cousin was texting me just yesterday, because I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing, actually, a few shows there in May, but I was just like, where are you at? And she's like, she moved by the harbor. She moved midtown, right? She moved somewhere around. So y'all The harbor be- is downtown. She said, I don't know where she, y'all might be living by each other. You know, I don't, Hell know. Out. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I, I know you're doing Avon Michelle's Melanin show. Mm-hmm. Is there any, any other dates you're doing here? So I just talked to, um, um, uh, oh my gosh, I almost said Ryan Butler. Oh, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn. No, I just, because that, that's but, a Facebook name. So I just talked to Brooklyn yesterday and um, I'm going to be doing her brunch um, yes. that very next day. So I'm doing Melanin on Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm going to do that brunch. What, what, what date is that? The 22nd, I want to say, of May. Bitch, 20- we're booked together. You're there? Yes, I'm at the manor that date. Yeah! Okay, that makes me so happy. Because, you know, yeah. you know, out-of-town bitches coming into to, to a new scene. I'll be Hello. Like, no, but okay, I'm glad I got my girl here. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I'll be there. Yes, and so then- people that are listening to this, stay tuned May 22nd at the manor. Come to the show, y'all. It's going to be yes. crazy. Yes. And then another promo, um, I will be hosting the Drag Race watch parties at the Manor on Fridays starting April 16th. So y'all come out to that. So wait a minute, though. Work, work. But wait a minute. Is, is it, are you just starting? Are you just now starting that? Yeah, because so they open like the 14th. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they're not open yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going to come in at the... Do you know if there's an All-Stars coming there right There is All-Stars. Is it right after? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it'll be right after. 
<laughs> I do I do a viewing party too every Friday. So gotcha. that, but I had plans to do another show right after, but I guess I but yeah, I'm I'm I mean they haven't announced about uh, but I think I saw something that they're gonna announce the cast soon. So I'm pretty like I'm pretty sure that they're not dumb. So I'm pretty sure they're going to do it right after um the finale. Yeah. Because <laughs> I I have a feeling that they're doing the finale different this year because yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, all I know is that this season has been 88 episodes. Girl. Since I started my viewing party episode three, because that's when we were able to, um, mm-hmm. you know, every city's different with the, with the you know, the guidelines. So we were able to do a socially distant, I call it a socially distant viewing party. And mm-hmm. I come in a mask look all the time. So I just literally have a mask. Yeah. And we've been doing it for, since week three. And I feel like now I'm like, every time I go that to- That was the, January. Yeah, yep. Every time yeah. I go to the mic now, I'm like, all right, we're on episode 89, 203, and we still yeah. have 89 more girls left. Let's do it. And it's just like, oh, but yeah. So now I'm like, because I plan on doing, I plan on planning on doing a diva impersonation show like um, on Fridays to fill that slot. Cause I'm like the head person at Woody. So like I'm, I'm supposed to be doing entertainment and we're still going to still do it safely. That's why we still haven't had like a big, huge cast show yet. Cause yeah. it, it is indoors. So we have to make sure everything is safe. Um, but if it's all stars right after, then because you know, I the viewing parties is where the is is people come to those. So I Definitely. can't I have to keep going. So yeah. Yeah, and right. especially when like we're you know, um things get better and restrictions will in lose. summertime. Summertime oh, you're gonna have more people. Um but yeah, no, I'm excited to because I've never hosted a weekly show. Oh, okay. So, really? I would have thought you would have been like okay. I've I never wanted to, honestly. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. But but like now, so um I my full time job, I get off early on Fridays. So that's easier. And plus it's just me. A viewing party, you just go in, talk it's, shit, it's, and then you it's leave. So easy. Yeah. And it's it's literally the easiest. Every everybody that has come to my viewing party, they're like, bitch, this is some easy shit. I'm like, yeah, it's easy game. Easy yeah. gig. And I come in a mask, so I don't even paint. I'm, never mind. Everyone watching, I do ah! paint my whole face. <laughs> I don't blame you, seriously. But yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, because and I don't know what's gonna happen with the finale of the Drag Race because it's like the fi- top five next week, but they're doing like an acting challenge. So I'm guessing like the top four will be like the they're like it won't be the finale, but it will be like the um, the production number they do with the you know the, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, so you might be coming in on the um on the actual finale. Yeah, you, either the reunion or the finale. I, I'm I I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's it's the damn soon because I'm like, oh my oh, god, wow. I love I'm loving the season. You know, I know no, the season's really good. Yeah, and I know having girls, so they're all great. But it's just, yeah. oh god, like let's go. <laughs> now, that's how I. Yeah, the just. I mean, I wasn't mad at the th- the first three episodes when no one went home. But I was kind of annoyed with the double save. I was like, "Come on, now!" Like, yeah, the double save was a lot. I, you know, I'm one of the rare people that really enjoyed the lip sync um, thing at the very the first. Oh, I liked thing. it. No, I liked I, it because a lot of people hated it. I, I liked lit, it because that's what we have to do. We have we, we drag queens, and that's what I was saying. Like, drag queens have to lip sync to pay their bills. I mean, a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you don't, for me, I do drag full time. I don't have another job, so mm-hmm. I, and I was like. This is this is it. Like I loved it. I was like, you have to do this. Yeah, yeah. That's how, that's what I think too. I'm just like, regardless, you know, of of what happens after the show, like you're most likely going to be touring. 
you're gonna, gonna be, be li- yeah on big big stages yeah like, and, un- unless like you're bianca del rio where like even she's been lip syncing she had to lip sync an opening number a couple of times for these tours like everybody has she did um let's get the party started with dancers and everything and i was like that's what she has to do i was like everybody got to do it at one point exactly i mean i mean bianca's amazing she's she's been doing this forever but i'm just saying like even though if lip syncing is not your thing you're going to have to do it so i thought it was amazing how like the first episode they're just like yep do it right now and I like that it tell was me, like, show me what you can do. And it put them on more pressure versus like um, the season two winner. You know, I'm trying to respect them and they're, and you know, I don't think they want to be known for Dragon Ball, but the season two winner, Violet Chachki, Bianca Del Rio, it's like the stakes were like when they had to lip sync at the end, it was just like, I'm lip syncing for the crown versus like I'm lip syncing. Exactly. So yeah. I always think lip syncing for your life is so much different than lip syncing for like a win or something. Yeah, because yeah, but before I think before season nine, like w- when it was like the top four lip sync, mm-hmm. like that wasn't a competitive lip sync. That was no, just, like, that they was, were just yeah, <laughs> exactly. Look, yeah. <laughs> what was it? It was oh my god, I think was it season nine or season ten where where it, the top four had a lip sync to uh, Calling Mother and they were all in gowns. Remember that? that? Was, I was like, what? In I that? was like, I would have been so mad. I would have been like, are you kidding me right now? All yeah. were like. Full, full ball gowns, like like expensive, like yes. this is the last runway gown, and they're doing "Call Me Mother." Na 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 na. I'm like, okay, have fun with that, girl. Ugh. I would have been in this big ass African ball gown, look at the damn mess, just standing there, just standing there. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, have you all ever auditioned? Yeah, I've auditioned quite a bit of times. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be so good. I, I would love to see you on. Oh, there. thank you. That's so sweet. You know, I mean, you never. You never know. Maybe one day. Hello. Maybe season eighty-two is coming soon. You know. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's that it's hard, man. Especially because has there has there ever been a queen from Philly on there? There has not. There has not been a queen from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> There has been a queen from. This is a this is real talk. Though. Let me be real with you. There mm-hmm. has never been a queen that has come on the show. Mm. And said, "Hi, my name is Blank. I live in Philadelphia." Gotcha. There have been queens that said, "I lived in New York." There have been a queen from Philly, like we love Willem, that that lived in LA, so they were from LA. I'm not love yeah. Willem though. Love Willem. I think Willem's probably the closest that we've had. That's probably why they ain't cast. <laughs> um, and then, um, uh, I mean that all the best way. And then um, the other one was from New Jersey. So, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Gotcha interesting yeah because that's the thing i i feel about that's how i feel about the dmv and like baltimore has anyone from baltimore got on no but i feel like huh. i feel like because there are a couple of people that could get on but it'll be interesting if anyone from baltimore gets on and gets on and they actually represent baltimore it'll, it, i, I, I cannot, hope they do wow i'm not even think i'm so caught up in philly like damn no one from baltimore has been on huh no, no so no the only person from the dmv has mm. been tatiana Oh, that's right. That's She's right. Virginia. Oh, because DM that's the DC area. No one from DC either? No, DC, Maryland, Virginia. It would Tatiana. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that is it's Tatiana. I'm trying to think. And I'm like, yeah, it's Tatiana. Yeah. Lots of New York. Sickening, sickening people. But also I feel like our the, like DMV, like people have people have auditioned, obviously, but I feel like a lot of like the big pageant names like Christina Kelly. She doesn't want to audition. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have people that, like, just don't want to audition. 
mm, which interesting. is unfortunate but also that you know the, the obviously now in 2021 you can do well and be successful without drag race thankfully so praise the lord yes thank yeah so we've kind of got a little bit off track but that's fine i, I this happens every episode where i have a i have a game plan and it just goes left that's okay but it's all good so miss vinchal this is actually a two-part question mm. how did you get your name and describe your artistry drag in a few words Ooh, okay, so the name. Back, okay, so my original name is Vinchel, AKA Shape of the Work. That is like <laughs> my actual like birth name <laughs> um, yeah. for drag. But so Shape of the Work came from, I. that was my little pun because I love Shea Butter. I'm all about skincare. Yeah. And I also love punny names. So I was like Shea Butter Work and it also is a pun for She Butter Work. So mm-hmm. I loved all that. And then Vinchel, though, the reason why I, the AK shape of the work broke off, that's like my Sasha Fierce to my mm. Beyonce. That's literally what that is. So that had yes. to go off because that on flyers and stuff, mess, can't have that every, like, come on now. That's too many caricatures, can't have it. Oh. So I took that off. Um, but Vinchel actually comes <laughs> from this um, this lovely, lovely, beautiful um lady that I went to college with. So I went to the University of the Arts of Philadelphia and there was like, I would say three black people, um, <laughs> me and a student and a teacher. Yeah. So it was very, um, very bad. So when when me and my bestest friend, Alan, who I'm still friends with to this day, we were looking, cause we, we got a hold of, I was working in like the student affairs office for like a, a credit, you know how that goes in college. Yeah. And I remember they had the, um, the upcoming freshmen coming in to the class, everyone had to spend a headshot, you know, theater, you know, so everyone had to have a headshot. And mainly, Alan and I were looking, we were like, who, who the cute boys, where they at, where they yeah. at, you know, who we gonna try to get when they come up in here? But it all went left when we turned the page and we saw this beautiful girl. She was like, posed like, no one can see this on the podcast, but she was yeah. posed with her hands up and she just looked so beautiful. Her name was Vinchelle. And if anyone knows me, my name is Vincent. So we were like, uh, what? So literally from then on, everyone, everyone, all of my bestest friends called me Vinchel all through college, mm. all behind, like she had no clue, like call me Vinchel. <laughs> so it was just like so natural for when I became a drag queen. I was like, I have to be Vinchel. I remember I did one gig at Shea Butter Work and mm. it just, it did not hit. It did not yeah. hit. I was like, it's, my name is Vinchel. Right? And also you can shorten, everyone called me Vin for in Philly. So mm. that's Vincent Vinchel. Perfect. I love yeah. it. So that's how I got my name. And what was the other question was? Describe oh, your like drag in a few words. Yeah, I would say that my drag is very, um, I, w- I always call myself the, the tribal, African, campy, sexy, fashionable princess. Because I, I like to say princess and not queens just to let the voice know that she's still youthful. That's all. Hello. You know, she's it's, a princess. Because of all that shea butter. Yeah, it's all, thank you, yes. <laughs> you know, we have, we have to just let the people know that she is a queen, but she identifies as a princess. Hello. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I love your name, Vinchelle. It's straight to the point. It's like, like, especially when you have like a strong, just one name. Yeah, I don't have a last name. And I remember um, <laughs> the actual girl, Vinchelle, she messaged me years ago when I just when I got the name. And she was like, did you take my name? <laughs> I was like, say my name, say my name. I sure did. And to this day, she's so supportive. She comments on every photo and likes everything. I, I love it. I love it. 
That's amazing. Because we weren't that close in college. So it's kind of funny that yeah. I have this girl's name because we did not really get along in college. Like not, not get, got along, we just didn't yeah. really vibe. You know, she was just another, another she, she wasn't my cup of tea in college. No, but, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, totally. You know what I mean? She just wasn't my cup of tea. And, and we did shows together. We just never really got along. You know, that's yeah, just real. Totally. But um, it's just funny that now that kind of brought us together because we, we we still talk to this day and she's mm-hmm. so sweet and she's so talented you know i've always thought she was really talented so i yeah. i love to represent it that's amazing how long have you been doing drag so i started drag in may of 2015. okay so, oh yeah six years mm-hmm. that's amazing mm-hmm. and you've been doing that's amazing like i mean obviously six years Seems like a lot of time, but I feel like in drag, it's it's, it's so not, short. Compared to my sisters, I'm like, they're like 10, 8, yeah. 10, you know, 18 years in the game. I'm like, I've been here for six, but I'm very blessed with how my career has shaped up in these six years. I'm very blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially like in Philly, which it is like, there is, a, <clears throat> there is a good drag scene, but compared to other cities, it's definitely smaller. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have built a name for yourself and are doing shows like you're having one woman shows and you're in New York in six years. That's pretty, pretty impressive. I'm very blessed because, you know, as you as you know, and as anyone who's listening, that's a performer knows that getting into a scene, it can be everybody's clicky. I always try to say, damn, it's all about like Philly, but that's every city. Every really city is. Is, a, is a clicky. And it's like you have to either know someone to kind of get in there or be talented to kind of get in there. You have to do one of the two. So, yeah, I'm very happy and blessed by Philly really embraced me from day one. From day one, Philly embraced me and I was getting booked when I looked like a piece of garbage. Um, (laughs) And so I, but I I think a lot of people saw that my passion behind drag as well. And I think I'm very blessed for that. Yeah, I always think about that. I'm like, I can't believe I was booked when I, when I looked crazy, like what I was doing after one one to two years of drag and I looked fucking crazy like i was hosting shows like i would say a couple months into me doing drag i can't believe oh, wow. i'm so yeah i'm very blessed i was given opportunities like mm. to host because um a lot of people probably don't know this but i did theater my whole life but I also there was a, a little chunk of time where i was i was an MC, and so i would travel the country as an MC. so being on the mic to me was always very gosh, natural gosh. always very natural so i think a lot of the show producers saw that and i think when i did this competition in philly we had to do a roast one time and we had to get on the mic and everyone was like oh this bitch i got i just took over like i kind it was yeah. like this bitch know what she doing however i looked like garbage <laughs> so it's like i'm very blessed that they were giving me these opportunities because she was on that mic looking a mess sometimes you just you, you like you can go back and see some of your old photos and you're like you and you thought you were just like stunting like you couldn't tell anybody anything, but maybe a lot of people could have told me some stuff. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yep, I totally agree. So, so that competition was that Philly Drag Wars? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's sure. it's, it's kind of y'all had one, y'all had one or two, right? What Drag Ball- Wars? Ball- yeah, that was before my time. Oh, but okay. yes, I was gonna ask um, if you did that. No, 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 no. But yeah, that was that was a couple years before I um started drag. But around yeah, around 2015, um in Philadelphia, it was just a couple of ways you could have been seen. And I think the best way to be seen was doing either a competition called Drag Wars mm-hmm. or um showing up to Sinful Sunday and every now and then hosted by the lovely goddess Isis. But you know, that was that was the way to go. It was definitely competition based. 
No, I feel that. that that's the same when I started. There was Brooklyn Heights, who we mentioned. She hosted like a, um, a monthly competition. And that's that's how, that was really, if you were a new girl, that's how you did it. It was and a it, monthly competition? Monthly, yeah. Ours was weekly, honey. Yeah. Every week it was such a but that's that. But that's how you, that's how you get started. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you get started? It's like, I did a competition, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Brooklyn, because I started at a very weird time. So like I started when did you start 2016 okay so a year after me yeah but it was um have you heard of the hippo that was in Baltimore Mm-mm. so um they were across from Grand Central which is a, like a, it was it closed as well but the hippo was like a huge gay bar in Baltimore um where all the shows were but they that they closed like shortly before I started drag so there there wasn't a lot happening because there was no drag happening in Grand Central because there was issues with the management, all that bullshit. But yeah, there was like really no drag happening. So Brooklyn took it upon herself. She had the competition. And then she started a weekly show at this like dive bar um, that's close to the hippo. So it was really just like the monthly competition, um, the weekly show, and then you had a few like monthly shows here and there. And there was only one drag brunch when I started drag. And that was monthly. Really? And then in in now here we are. And before the pandemic, there was like so, uh, there, there was a yeah. drag at least one drag brunch every weekend. At least there was I was so I was gonna ask you like um not to interview you when you're on show. Yeah. I was gonna ask you like so in Baltimore, because yeah, I'm, I'm like as I told you off camera, off the recording, I love <laughs> hearing about like different, you know, like different cities and the drag and stuff. And so I was wondering like is there was there a lot of opportunities for you all like before the pandemic like in 2018 2019 was there like lots of shows lots of bookings and stuff yeah there there was um I mean for me I I I booked myself a lot (laughs) so I had like my own shows work Uh, yeah before the pandemic so I had like um I had like one month actually you know two monthly night shows I had a brunch that I was hosting and then I did did a, a bingo twice a month with Yvonne so that was all what I was doing. And then um, and then, and then I was on cast for a, uh, another brunch with Yvonne monthly and then just guest spots and stuff. So, I love it. So I was working three to four times a week. Nice. Okay. On top of a full-time job. So I okay. was definitely pushing myself too much. Um, but yeah. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. Because so, I, I felt like Philly was oversaturated with shows. Like there was a show... Um, there was not just your show. Like I missed, I miss when there was just one drag show a night. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't be selfish and think like that, but I truly yeah. do miss when there was like one show that everyone went to. Now there are 18 shows a night. And so, and at one particular bar, there could be um, um, two or three shows happening at the very damn same time on different floors. And it's just, it's just not, it's just not, you know, organic anymore. Yeah. Oh. Hello. 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 Sorry. Be calling. Oh, that's a meeting. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. My, my drag mom was calling me. Hello, drag mom. <laughs> Let me text her. But like, I'll call you back, woman. Jesus fucking Christ. Hello, drag mother. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like in Baltimore, there is I don't know. There's there's this kind of unwritten rule for some reason that um 
there can only be one show producer at a venue, which I think is very odd. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we so have I, that here a little bit too. So I feel like, cause I don't know. I mean, obviously um, it's obviously not good to like try to steal someone's gig or try to like undermine somebody. But I feel like if, if people are communicating, why not be, why not there be more than one show at a, at a or one show, more than one show producer at a venue? I agree with that. I yeah. definitely do agree with that. I think it's like that overall, though. I mean, except for, I noticed in New York, it's definitely not like that. Mm. Um, but New York works completely differently than a lot of other cities. You know, New York yeah. is, you go directly to um, the bar. I mean, the, the GM, you don't have, there's no like, in, there's no middle person. Yeah. Versus maybe in Baltimore, or even, especially here, there's like an event company that you have to go through. And that's not the case in New York. You go, you get your pay right from the, we oh, get wow. our checks right from industry for, and we, yeah. so uh, that's one thing I do really enjoy about New York is that like, there's no such thing as like one show producer. You have a queen that puts on a show, you know, yeah. you have your Tina Burners, you have your Brenda Darlings, you yeah. have your, um, you, you know, you have your Holly Box Springs and your Marty Gold Cummings that put on shows, right? And your Keisha Cars that do their thing. Yeah. But then like they go to another bar and they do their thing. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, I love that about New York. Yeah, I wish I wish Baltimore was more like that. I wish Philly was like that too. It's very yeah. um, and it, there's a lot of times where we sometimes ooh, we're on live, right? Ooh, well, sometimes we might have to. Sometimes people have suggested us to sign like um, um, non competes where we can't, and I'm like, honey, I'm, this is this is what I do full time. I can't, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, everything, every situation is different. Every show is different, but yeah. That, that, that happens, that, that there's a situation like that in Baltimore where um, a show producer did, for a brunch, she, she, she did that, which I get. I mean, if, 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 you, if you have a weekly brunch, um, you, you probably don't want your other people going to other brunches. Yeah. I mean, we, I, un- yeah. I understand. Every situation is different. Every, yeah, it is true. I mean, we, we, had, we experienced the same thing with, with one of our brunches. Thank goodness yeah. I'm involved in lots of different brunches because yeah. I'm able to do so now. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a lot. But you always have to just make, do, do things yourself, people. Like a lot of people, like I always say to anybody, like, yes, it's great to be a part of an events company, mm-hmm. but I, and if anyone knows me, I'll be, I'll dibble and dabble in other people's like businesses and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm always going to always do my own thing. I'm always going to uh-huh. have my own shows. I'm always going to, you know, book people on my own accord and pay people myself because um, that's what I, I like to A, be in control of what I do and, and the product I like to put out there. Mm-hmm. But also I like to be a boss ass bitch. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people need to be a boss ass bitch and not have to work for someone. You know, I'm, we're mm-hmm. all drag queens and I'm an independent contractor so yeah. i that that means that i have my own boss you know i don't have a boss in me so you know i totally agree yeah because <laughs> i was thinking about like um besides the 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 viewing party i'm about to do um at the manor in my, my five years of i mean will be five years of doing drag i've only hosted one show at a gay bar all my other shows are at like straight or like queer friendly spaces do you like good question do you like performing at gay bars more or do you like performing at the other places more it really depends i would say for brunches it's straight like straight all day Brunches, i would take a straight crowd over a crowd any any day um night shows are a little different um it depends on maybe what's what they're celebrating <laughs> yeah yeah night show yeah 
Um, because I I I, uh, I miss night shows so much. I can't wait to get back to doing a night gig, like an actual night gig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like I had a show at Sidebar in Baltimore, and we used to do some crazy wild stuff that yeah. you can't yeah. really do at a brunch, you know? Right, so. right. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's I'm very indifferent about. That's why I love to ask other people because yeah. I truly like love perform. I love doing like pop culture stuff too, especially yeah. like gay pop culture. So that kind of stuff, like the the gay crowd will get. Yes. Um, but you know, performing at play, I always say because I worked at um industry and then I worked at a place called Boxers in Philly slash mm-hmm. now Jocks. Um, and when I worked at those two places, those are two gay bars. And then at brunch for the weekend, I would do um a lot of different like brunches for like the straighter crowds. Or mm-hmm. I would work with um, a, a, like this queen named Estella Vista and her her company, and she had and she's in Jersey, and Jersey's like all straight crowd. So I remember like it was just very different because that's, I always felt like the straight crowd appreciated what you were doing and they watched you yes. and they really really enjoyed it and they were wild by it. Versus maybe the gay crowd who um, who I thought a lot of times they look at you like they they could do better. Or yes. they could do this. That's that's kind of how I feel. But I do enjoy performing for a lot of the gay crowds because they they get the references. Some of them really do live, you know. So it just mm. it really depends because then some of the straight crowds can be very disrespectful and they treat you like a damn show animal, like that, like uh, you know, at brunches, yeah, yeah, like like, like you're not at brunches. Brun- yeah, and for me specifically, it would be at the show I used to do called Diva Royale, and we used to have bachelorettes all the time, and they would act like I was just a, a damn clown or just a damn like they were at the zoo. And oh, they would wow. do, take any liberties. And how I operate and run my shows is you better sit down and you better respect me when I'm on stage. I don't do this whole, you know, you your head deep in your phone and you're in the front row. Get out. Or oh, wow. if you are, you know, if you are getting up and dancing and this one person, literally, as I was performing Beyonce, mm-hmm. don't, you know, no one better touch my beat. Okay. Oh, wow. I was performing my Beyonce. I was in my zone. This lady decides to at the bachelor, at the, at the club. Okay, yeah. in Atlantic City, decided to take off her shoes, uh-huh. come barefoot, come up on the stage and Jesus. do a split, random, just like randomly. Oh, baby, I'm telling you one thing. I I know for a fact that she will. She never has done that again, and she went home crying that night because I, man, I don't have I don't have time for that. And I did Jesus. it in the most professional because I don't I don't just go on the mic and curse people out, right? Mm-hmm. But I made, I was like, hey, I was like, stop the music, stop the music, stop. I stopped. I was like, hey, stop. Where you know? And she tried to run away. Come here, no girl. Come here. Mm. You want to be the center of attention? Come Hello. here. And I was like, Have you ever been to a drag show before? She was like, No. I was like, Oh, I can tell. So here's what we're gonna do. And I gave her a look. And she was like, So embarrassed. And I was like, So we're gonna sit down. And I'm gonna do this number again. And you're gonna watch. And and you're gonna tip me. Isn't this fun? <laughs> and baby, the whole night she was just like this, shaking. I was like, Hello. Yeah, give me give me that money. Hello. Oh, just yeah. Respect. Yeah, that's why when I host shows, my first rule is don't be a fucking douchebag. That is my first rule at any show, especially when it's a lot of straight people. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. Not that, it's not that I have to say that, but I have to say that. So. I always say it too at my one woman show because it is a pop-up cabaret and mm-hmm. Woody's, it, it, it has everybody there. So it's like, mm-hmm. I always have to tell people like, if I can hear you over my mix, you're too loud. How loud? I always say that. <laughs> but the... what. While we're having this conversation, I'm I'm really mm-hmm. thinking I I'm really thinking I I would say I don't mind like a gay crowd or a straight crowd. I think for me it really depends on the venue. Okay, I so, think 
I think it depends on the crowd too, but yes, you're right. Like so how I, they perceive you. So I would say like, I I would say it's, it, it, it is annoying a lot of times to perform for a, 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 a gay audience. You can because it'd be, be catty. But if it's at like, say like my show at Sidebar was like, a, it was like a small divey concert space. So if you're there, you're there specifically for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so so regardless of anything, they're the, people are there to see you. Yes. You know, versus if I'm at like a gay bar, you know, a lot of the times people are just there, they're drinking, half paying attention. So I think for me, it really depends on like this type of venue, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that. Yeah. But... Yeah, but anyway, all I'm saying, I can't wait to do night gigs again. Yes, and do just some wild shit. Like, ugh, I just I miss just doing like crazy raunchy. I can see, I can see you like going crazy on stage. I love oh, it. I, I love go it. fucking like when I yeah when I started drag, I I had this number where I did the the grapefruit technique on stage. Stop. Yeah, I have. Uh, I mean, I I do you know who. So you're like, you're very comedy based, I'm assuming, yes. right? Okay, I would see that. Do you know who Sutton Fierce is? I know the name, I, have, I haven't seen them. You remind me a lot of her as well. <laughs> like just very chill, very easy to talk to, but also like funny as hell on stage. I can like, I can't wait to see you. Cause I, you just like hearing what, cause hearing the grapefruit, cause she has this like egg thing where she does and these grapefruit. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing today? I, like, I love I'm a like prop. A, oh I, yeah, mm-hmm. I love a prop, I am a prop queen. And it's kind of hard now with like wearing matte, like the face shields and shit. Cause like, like, cause there's this number that I want to do that involves the like Coke and poppers, but you can't really fucking do that when you wear, you know. I know. I, I do a Velma number and I have to wear, obviously I do, a, I, I have glasses and the whole part is like taking the glasses off and trying to find them and being on your knees and stuff. So I had to switch to those little things like that. Not the ones that covered, not not yeah, these, yeah, yeah. but I switched to the full like clear ones. Yes, yeah, so so, I, I have that. One you know, well. it's it's very this just different. You know, it's all yeah. just it's crazy. But I love props too. But mm. um, yeah, I will. I can't wait to see you live. I can't wait to see you soon. We're gonna be in the same show. Hey? We're gonna be in the same show. It'll be a brunch. So get ready for all the straight uh, bitches. Oh uh, yeah, you know I'm. I got the Whitney and on deck, and Hello. you know, we got all that ready. But no, the, the manor is a beautiful space. Anyone that's listening. Um, that's in Baltimore. That's been there. It's a beautiful space. It's it, it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited. My cousin's about to come in there deep. We gonna have fun. Yay! So I want to get not not shady, but I want to spill a little tea. Me shady? There's just <laughs> no. I gotta go. <laughs> so uh, last summer, mm-hmm. you and Miss Icon and some other people, y'all hosted the Philly what was it, Philly Drag Town Hall. Philly, it, we have so many different names. It's like, it's, we call it the Black Queer um, Town Hall. I think that's what it was called, Black Queer Town Hall. Perfect. So I, I talked to Icon about it, but I mm-hmm. want to obviously get your perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it come about? And do you, how like how effective in do you how effective do you think it was and its impact mm-hmm. um, on the scene? Mm-hmm. Um, so for how we started it was I do a show called Black Diaries every single, while I was doing it every single Wednesday. Now we're every Tuesday now for season mm-hmm. two, Hanny. Yeah. Um, season two, every, on um, the Sardonic Facebook page at 7 p.m., <laughs> Hanny. Uh, we love a little plug plug. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I started that because of, there was a lot of things going on. There was a particular performer named Sardonics who had an issue with um, a lot of things and they vocalized it. And then 
I remember in that chat, a lot of us were like, we need to be all talking about this. And I was like, let me take this upon myself to gather a lot of us together. So I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to all do it. And I remember the very first one, I was like, I'm going to just do it. And we had like 80 views and then it just kept going up and up and up and up. And so we were like, let's just do it. And that's where I became so close with a lot of my um, black entertainers in the city. And thank God, because, you know, I did Black Girl Magic um, since February of last year, but I would literally do the show. And like I told you earlier, I would do the show and leave, but I was so, um, I produced it, I hosted it, I was running it. So I wasn't, I wasn't hanging out. Like I, I was envious a lot of the times because they would be in the back chilling, kiki and having a good time. And I'm like freaking out. How many people's out there? What am I doing? Hello. It was just like, so I never had time to enjoy myself. So it was really good to do that. So when we did that, we were like, let's do it. So then we created a group chat. You know how them group chats be? <laughs> we had a group chat. And to this day, we are still using this group chat. But we had a group chat. And I'll never forget, we were like, um, turn on. Twitch right now, hurry up, hurry up. We all were like, okay, what's going on? And then we saw the Chicago Town Hall. And we were like, oh, I was like, we were just, I remember, I will never forget that day because we were watching it and we were like, you know how you watch something, you're texting your friend? We were all just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The whole time when Shea Kool-Aid like, got up there and yeah. I know, and, and T-Rex knows me, I was booking T-Rex's show just like two months before the town hall. So I was oh like God. freaking out. I was like, please no one post any photos of us. But um, <laughs> yeah, she booked me twice. So I was like, oh my goodness. You know, and I was very hyped when she booked me. I was like, T-Rex, oh my God. And yeah. then all that happened. And I was like, who's who's that? I've never Hello? heard of exactly. <laughs> ever in my life. Um, so we decided, we were like, so I was like, you know what y'all, we have to do one in Philly. Cause we were talking, we were like, this needs to happen in Philly. This needs to happen in Philly. And so <sighs> through, Trials, tribulations, lots of opinions, lots of different people. We have so many black entertainers in the city, thank God. Um, but we have um, a lot of voices. So a lot of people we wanted to make sure got represented. And so we, it took us like almost two weeks or a week and a half, but we came up with the demands list. And I'll never forget, I posted it on Facebook. And then that's when it was like, okay, we did it. And then I was like, we're gonna do this. And then, Icon and I would have so many conversations about it. We were like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then thank you to Amber Hikes. Huge mm -hmm. shout out to Amber Hikes, because I remember she moderated it all, but she also made me, because I'm very organized anyway, so she was very impressed by, because I already had a game plan. But then yeah. she came in and she was like, here's what we're going to do. And I was like, and then I told her, I was like, here's the thing. And she, so we both, it was a lovely collaboration, because mm -hmm. she took what I did and I took what she did. Perfect, right? Mm -hmm. We did the town hall. I... If you had to ask me today, like I never would have, I knew it was going to be like a big thing, right? I knew it was yeah. going to be a big thing. But when I, when you do a pod, like if you're on StreamYard and you go digital, you know, a Black Diary stuff, I would always look up and it'd be like, you know, 40 or 80, 100 people watching. Yeah. I will never forget. I looked up at one point and it said 850 people. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. I was like, thank God I got the good tie on. But um, it was the, craziest and most insane yet liberating experience that we've had i haven't yet to ever i'll never delete it but i have yet to watch it back i'll never watch it back i'll never watch it back but um it's up there for people to see it was a great learning experience to the answer your other question do i think that people do i think that there was change yes 
Hmm. <laughs> How do I say this? I've been saying this. Yeah, you know, listen again, y'all listen to me on on Black Diaries because I'm very, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit nicer on here. But I'm no, you, to, you can be but, as mean as you want. Like, I know, but I'm, I'm just it. trying because I'm because I feel like I've harped on this a lot. But I do want to explain this in the best, like most positive way possible because yeah. I'm I'm trying to do a thing where I'm trying not to be as shady as I've been. So I'm trying to like tone it down. So yeah, I, it it has been um, a lot of people since the town hall, use the town hall to their advantage, shall I say? Um, something that Icon and I created. How so? This, Because this, this was not for like, oh, like, um, you know, you have to book us. It's like, you should book us because you need to see how many people we are here, right? Yeah. And now I'm noticing a lot of people are saying, I have to have this black girl in the show. I have to fill this quota oh, gotcha. for the town hall. Gotcha. That, that's what I mean by a lot of people are using that. Gotcha. Like, I don't know how many messages I've gotten being like, well, since the town hall, we want to make sure there are two black queens this time instead of just one, you know? And I, the, fa- the fact yeah. that, it, oh my God, the fact that it, it took the town hall to have people realize, oh, I should have maybe one non-white person in my show. It's crazy. But it doesn't, and now, I, and listen, a lot of people- But it's talk, not about that. But it's Right, and I talked to my mom a lot about this too, because she was like, listen, like you did this for this, so right? So you shouldn't mm. be, I shouldn't be complaining about it. But sometimes it's like, I always say all money is not good money. And I was talking about that on the panel the other day. I was like, listen, there's a lot of times when like, you know, a lot of people hit you up because they want to fill a quota. Not because of, not because that they, you know, that that's what they should be doing or not because of that queen is talented. It's because they're like, oh my God, the town hall happened. I have to book this many queens. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I've been, it's been thrown in my face a lot. Like, oh, well, we have to have this many black queens in the show now. And I'm like, now? And then I'm like, you have to. And then it's like, they they want to look good. So, but it is what I asked for in a way. So I can't, I just hope people's hearts are in the right place. And I don't necessarily think that everyone's heart is in the right place when it comes to booking shows in Philly. I do think that there are some people who put that on record. There are definitely a good chunk of people who took the town hall, learned from it, and yeah. and and is doing better. Um, but then there are also people who who saw the town hall and was like, "Well, I have to do this now. Oh, great, I have to do this now." You know, and I'm like, "Oh." And then there are some people who don't even give a fuck and still don't even book black queens. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's it's crazy. It's crazy because it's like Philly is such a black city. Such There's a black so, city. So many amazing black entertainers. Many that I saw when I, I was in Philly last, right before the pandemic. I went to your Black Girl Magic show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did, so long story short about that. Great show. Um, I was having some stomach issues, not because of alcohol. Like before that, I, I was which one did you go to? The one in February. The one year anniversary. Yes. Work. Yeah. And I didn't get to say hi to you because probably halfway through the show, I had to run outside and puke because I had some stomach issues. So, yeah. And I was like, I was with my boyfriend at the time and I was like, yeah, they're probably not going to let, let me back in the in the club. So, well, thank uh, you for coming. Though, did you course. at least get to see Trinity at all? Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, good, I had a, good, um, good. I I did the meet and greet and everything. Oh my, oh my god! Thank you. Yeah. Wow. See, that's that's another thing. 
people, you know how many times people be telling me that they've come to Black Girl Magic and I am so like, <laughs> the whole time, I don't even know who's there. And it's like, I, I can't wait. And that's another thing I want to go back from the beginning, live in the moment and never take things for granted because mm -hmm. I felt like during Black Girl Magic, I did not live in the moment. I was always concerned about what was happening next. I was always concerned about so many, I mean, as a show producer, you should be, right? And as a host, of like, I was doing everything by myself. I had my roommate mm -hmm. there doing the DJ work and he was, you know, gathering the queens together, but it was a lot of times it was just me. And that it, 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 it hurts to know that, I mean, I'm very fortunate that you were there, but mm -hmm. it just hurts to know that there was, you're not the only one that's told me like, hey, I was at the show and I'm like, you were? And I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, like, I'm gonna start now coming back, like really like taking the time to just mm -hmm. like, and like really be in the moment. I can't wait for that. So, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up to that of show. Course. That was the last, that was the last live one we had. So, yeah. Uh, but no, it was so good. But no, but I totally relate to what you just said. Like, especially like when you're um, a local queen and you're doing, the, you're putting on these shows, you don't have a lot of resources or a lot, like you, you don't have an assistant, you don't have a team. So you're doing everything yourself. Like I, I relate, cause like when I host my shows, I have to um, have so I have to book someone to be the stage manager. I have to um, collect the music myself. Um, luckily, at my show I did at Sidebar, I had a sound person, so that was a luxury to have a sound person. But yeah, you, you have to do everything. You have to greet everybody. You have to go around. It's a lot. It's a lot to be and a I'm, host. I'm low key crazy too. I like to I like to do things by myself. I don't want to yeah. complain about it because no one knows what you want more than you, right? Oh, so, I totally agree with that. You know that. what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of times where I have put trust in people and they've not they've done it to my liking. And I hate to sound like a diva like that, but like, so I'm like, if you, but you have your focus and you know what you want, it's like, hey, I got to do it myself. And, but what I need to do is I can still do it myself, but also enjoy myself at the mm -hmm. same time. No, I, I totally relate to that. Cause like, that, like, especially for me, when it comes to like anything visual, I like to be like fully control of it. Like when it comes to like creating like my numbers or even like for like flyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd rather create the flyer myself and have someone do it. No, that one I'll have, I I guess I might do that. I mean, I, I do have, I, I create my own flyers sometimes or I have like um, people do it for me, depends what it is. But see, but. you don't want to, you don't want to create a flyer for me because I have edits, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> down. I have 80 edits. I'm like, this looks great. Let's change this, this, this. And That's this. how <laughs> I am though. I'm like, so... Yeah, just, we have to be in control of our image. Like our image, yeah. especially being a performer, you our image is very important. And yeah. you know, I'm very big on you know making sure I I have a good image. I don't want to sit up there and be you know I'll be shady. I'll talk a little crap, but you'll never see me get into like an argument or a fist fight at a club that I am employed. Oh, at. never. No. no. I agree. Right. I, I mean, but I'm definitely shady. I'll talk some crap, but I'm not going to go as far as to do all that, especially that. But also my image is very important. I want people to see a nice, clean, finished product as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Like my pet peeve when it comes to like image or whatever is when a, when a, a host or someone picks a, like a bad photo of me on a flyer or like a flyer, like, or a photo I didn't approve. Like, it's not like, it's just like, Child. Out of all photos, why would you pick this photo from two years ago? See, you know? I I experienced two things with that. I experienced motherfuckers trying to take photos from 2016, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Exactly. And sometimes my favorite is when they do like the little collages, and like everyone's at a professional shot, but me, I'm just I have a selfie. I'm like, all these photos I got, like, or the main thing is I deal with is that 
people don't want to share the tribal look. So that a lot of my professional photos are tribal looks, yeah. and they were like they they rather show the 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 one where I'm just painted regular. And so I always told myself, I'm like, I'm gonna just stop painting regular and these photos because I noticed that a lot of these. I mean, I noticed that for more so like bigger corporations, they don't share the tribal photos. Which that's another, yeah. yeah, that's another thing within itself. But yeah. they, they more so want to focus on commercial drag. And yeah, since yeah, I yeah. do commercial drag as well, and yeah. I, have, I have photos on record, they're going to take them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't get why it, it, why it shouldn't take two seconds to ask, hey, what photo do you want to use for this? Send me a photo. I have no problem doing that. I have yeah. no problem doing that. And Instead, like, they, they want to go through your pictures. Not not even choose your profile picture. Choose like some, I know. I'm like, wild. did you not think when you were scrolling and you saw 2015, you didn't think to stop? Like, I Hello? just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now we looking so busted. Actually, I had a problem with this. Oh, Lord. Well, we'll talk about it. I had a problem with this one company mm. who... Um, had the liberty to take one of my photos from 2017. Of course, she was just a plain, regular little face, a little glam face, as I like to call it. But they mm. lightened my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Lightened my damn skin. And I did a side-by-side, fucked them all the way up when I sent it to them. They were like, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Why did that happen in the first place? My face did not, listen, I ain't, you know, Valentina, but my face did not, I ain't shake Kool-Aid, but my face did not need to be touched up the way they tried to do it like come on now yeah like like the, the, there's no apologizing after you went through all of that like you, you can't apologize for that you did it lightening the damn skin i was like i hope lightening the skin s- sells more tickets for you like this is Hello? ridiculous that's that's wild that's crazy Jeez. yeah you i've experienced so much stuff you i if we if you only knew <laughs> we, we, need, we need to do a part two of this of this podcast well, we have come to the final segment of this podcast, and it is called We Need to Stop. So what is something we you, you would want people to stop talking about? To stop talking about? Yeah. Hmm. Not other people. That could be fun, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say I want people to... Um, Mm, that's a great that's a great question i guess i would say i want people to stop um talking about things that they don't know truly like a lot of times if you aren't experienced in it you know a lot of times you know especially when it comes to like black rights and black and, and, and black issues if you don't walk in our shoes if you have not ever experienced being a black person mm-hmm. i wouldn't say anything about it same with the um same with the stuff with the aaip community and the asian mm-hmm. community that's going on right now my heart goes out to them but i am not asian so i cannot directly you know say what they should feel or how they yeah. should feel or what should happen they should that's their experience and i'm here to be with them and to support them just like how i hope people can support that when stuff was there was an it, there was a huge huge situation that happened in philadelphia with a drag queen that wore um um that did something from the producers and it was a huge big thing because they did that they did the the jewish symbol yes. or they did the, the i don't i, I don't want to misspeak but the nazi did, symbol right yeah they did the nazi symbol yeah, yeah, yeah. um and not the jewish symbol. i'm so sorry the nazi <laughs> symbol. and they got in so much, so much trouble and i was like as a non-jewish black person mm-hmm. i'm going to shut the hell up yeah and let everyone else that is jewish have an opinion about it and that's yeah. how that's what i want everyone else to do no, I agree. I, I, people love speaking on other 
like communities mm-hmm. and it's not even their issue especially yeah. or even you know what I, you know when one thing i hate to my core <laughs> is going on facebook mm-hmm. and seeing and I've, I've posted this before going on facebook and seeing these gays talk about how terrible and rotten and awful this queen is on rupaul's drag race and they don't even have any successful drag endeavors of them of their own and like that that's what that's what or it, that honestly kills me more than anything is when i see people being like yeah tina burner sucks she's awful i'm like excuse me a that's my sister but be yeah. like do you do you do drag let me see you lip sync for your life. Or like, do you even know her? Do you like, even know her? Like, like yeah, I, I, that's crazy as well. Like these, these like fans, these <laughs> fans, these gays that they're like, not even gays, just these fans that like just like talk awfully about these queens on Drag Race, and y'all don't even know them. Like, like that, that makes people like not want to be on the dance. The fandom makes you not want to be on the show. Who? If you ask any queen in this city, in Philadelphia, and maybe even Baltimore, but if you ask any queen in Philly, would you want to be on the show? They, they're they lying if they say no. Everyone wants that opportunity, right? Yeah. But a lot of people, uh, everyone, every time someone asks me, like, would you want to be on the show? Of course I would love to be on the show. Yeah. But one of my biggest hesitations is the fandom. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't treat Black folks the best, you know, unless you're skinny and beautiful like Simone or Shea yeah. Coulee. But other than that, you'll be, if you're Silky or anybody else or, or, or Raj O'Hara, you're you're Dixon, you're done for. And I love, I love all of them though. Rod, me I, too. I, I know all of them. I love them. I yeah. love Dixon. Dixon books me all the time. Dixon's the reason why we have a Black Girl Magic Philadelphia. Yeah, Dixon um, is. Oh, she's so good. So good. And she's so nice. And like, I get it. She was, she was bringing up real issues on the damn show when it came to her and Aquaria. She was yeah. like, "I'm gonna look like this," and I will never forget that moment. So, but, but, but to go back to it, I really do hate when these gays come online. And they are like, I mean, and I see a lot, I'm friends with a lot of these Philly gays mm. and they are just harsh. And sometimes I want to come and be like, what are you going to say if I get on? Cause if I see this what, shit. I, th- I think about that um, sometimes. I'm like, if I ever got on the show, I am so interested to see what people will, will, will post about me. Like, I mean, like, but they yeah. have so many, op- I'm like, what are y'all going to say? Hello? What are y'all going to say? Oh my God, I had a bad week. Does that mean, like, oh my God, someone did not win RuPaul's Drag Race. That does not mean they're a bad drag queen. Even if they go first, second, third, drag race does not make you a drag queen. You know what I mean? Or the drag race does not make you, it doesn't doesn't matter where you place. You are still right in your own set. Sometimes competitions are not for your drag. Exactly. That's what it is. So, yeah. No, I totally agree, yeah. Because, yeah, there have been many queens on the show that are amazing queens, but they're just not good at Drag Race. Like, but th- I, like, like Tina Burner's a great example. I love Tina Burner, right? Tina Burner is one of the only queens, except for another queen who we won't talk about, that um, booked me in New York City. Yeah. And, you know, weekly, and I got, you know, I, when you work with somebody every single week, you really get to know them, right? Yeah. And Tina is a, and people were saying it, she really is a force to be reckoned with in New York, right? Yeah. But I remember when she called me after she got back, she just said it just didn't really work out for her. And I remember like, I because I thought, I was, I remember when that, I'll never forget when I found out she was going come, going on. I texted her, I was like, girl, tell me how many wins you get. You about to slay this shit. Cause yeah. I just know her as a performer and I know how her tenacity and I know how she's yeah. very 
competitive. So I was like, okay, she's about to say this. And when she called me and she was like, listen, it, it just, it, you know, of course it was no spoilers, by the way, everybody. She didn't tell me the elimination yeah, yeah, yeah. when she got eliminated or anything. She was just like, I don't think drag race was my thing. And I'm like, that's it. Same with the other queen that I was, I used to be cool with in Jersey. She came back and she was like, drag race just wasn't for me. Half of that had to do with her talent, but other than that, <laughs> ooh, ooh. but um, but but as far as Tina, I realized, and that's when you realize when you know people that get on the show, you realize it's a reality television show. Exactly. I, I'm, I know Honey Davenport well, but know Honey Davenport for a longest time. I she whooped my ass in this one pageant that we did together. Mm-hmm. I I was like. With the minute I found out she was on the show, I was like, oh, it's a wrap for all y'all hoes. And when she went home so early, I was like, see, it's just not in the cards for people, you know? Exactly. It, 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 uh, it is no reflection on your actual drag, on your career, you know? It's, yeah, it's fair. But also, Tina, like, she made it to top seven. That's yeah, no, no, she that, did great. I just, you know, we all thought, a but, lot of people in the industry thought she was going to be. But but I, I know what you mean. like Because she, she didn't win anything. Right, so I did, like, right. she. I do, but but still making top seven that is nothing. It's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. Amazing. I just but, think that she. I just think that it wasn't. She just doesn't think it was. Because I remember at one point she was like, she we 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 talk all the time, and she was like, yeah. I think they're fading me out, and I was like, don't think that. Like I think she it just it, it it's just a whole different experience, and a lot of people need to experience it. And I can I I've experienced it by you know like living it through the experiences of my other friends that were on the show. Yeah. But even I've never experienced it, so that's why I sometimes shut the hell up too and i'm like what am, i mean like these queens you have to shut up you have to shut the hell up you have 45 minutes to get ready i love it i'm very valentina with my drag i Me love too, to take girl. my time i take my time so yeah. yeah no yeah i i always say if i ever get on the show as soon as i get in that workroom i'm shaving my eyebrows off no. i would say too you have to pra- i would i would probably practice quick quick paint because I yeah. was, that's the thing about the pandemic. I, before the pandemic, you know, working as much as I was, and I'm sure you can relate to this, yeah. I was literally just painting fast and just going, painting, going, painting. Yeah. Still turning out fierce faces, but it was like quick because I was always in a rush. Versus during the pandemic, that's when I really learned, oh, no, bitch, you love taking your time. So that Me too. Yeah. I love taking my time. Uh, me too. Love it. Uh, yeah, I just... Yeah, cause yeah, cause cause when you have so little time in drag race, you have to you have to figure out how to make it as fast as possible, and also, but yeah, and like you, you don't want to hold a production because no, I'm you, doing I'm doing a theater show um coming up in late April, early May. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm so blessed. I I have a BFA in theater, honey. So she come on now, come on degrees, yes, come on degrees, and that's just the uh, and that's the deodorant in my thing. I'm kidding, but <laughs> but um no, but I. I um I talked to the director and he was like, okay, so act one, you're gonna be out of drag, and act two, you're gonna be in drag. And I was like, okay, fierce. How long is the intermission? He was like, oh, 30, maybe 45. I was like, Jesus. So that's where I gotta start. I gotta paint fast. I'm gonna oh, wear well. a bang wig and we're gonna call it a day. Girl, yeah, <laughs> bitch, you better be up. Yeah, just your eyebrow. Long cut, baby. Oh, it's gonna be no, there will be no nothing from, from here up. And I'm my wear glasses, honey. Hello. Like, yeah. I, it's freaking me out thinking about it. I'm like, I'm gonna start practicing in April, but like it's like oh, 30 minute phase. But, like I, I Yeah. But but the thing about the stage is that you can get away with more stuff. With, on especially stage. with that theater stage too, with yeah, the light so, thing. No, just j- j- just give them a, a big old like contour, put some blush on it, you know, um, put some clown white on that. Yeah, clown white on that lip. Yeah, you you know you know you know what to do. Yeah, it's just it's those those, those tricks of the trade, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. 
but that's exciting. So this is a good segue. So where can people find you, Miss Vinchelle, on social media, in person? So on the lovely social media, I like to say this because I have my own domain. You can catch <laughs> me at vinchelle.com. That is vinchelle.com or on Instagram at underscore vinchelle underscore. My lovely Facebook, facebook.com slash Shea Butterwork. Um, that is a very sacred place on Facebook because that has, of course, the town hall. So if anyone wants to go back and watch it, it has almost like almost 30K views now, which it scares me. That's amazing. It's insane. But again, I I haven't watched it back yet. But for anyone who wants to watch it, it's good because a lot of people have to um, take actionable steps and they get quote unquote called out. You know, it's a dramatic. I loved it though. It's a dramatic. Yeah, I I was telling everybody, like if I wasn't running it, I would love to sit and watch it. Oh my God, because yeah. it, it was so good, but I, I can never rewatch it. So you can, but then it also has a lot of the um, season one of every episode of season one from the Black Diaries. And it, always, and it also has um, almost every one of our digital Black Girl Magics as well on that Facebook page. You can always go back and check out the videos. People are still watching them. And I even say, um, as I do my makeup sometimes, I'll re-watch or re-listen to, um, cause I love listening to things I do my makeup. I'll re-listen to season one. Like I'll probably be like listening to this as I'm doing my makeup. Hopefully at this point, I'm almost done Vinchelle. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so you can catch me there. Um, also every single week, I'm a Woody's bitch. I'm a Woody's bitch. Mm-hmm. So you can catch me at Woody's. I do a socially distant viewing party for season, I always say season 14, season 13 <laughs> of RuPaul's Drag Race for uh, all 28 million episodes. Hello. Okay. And then you can always catch me on every Saturday at Woody's doing a socially distant one woman cabaret where I literally perform in a glass box. <laughs> I'm in a glass box. Um, away from everybody. It's all digital um, demos um, and cash apps and all that stuff. So that's fun. And then every Sunday, I'm at a place called Fabrica and I do drag brunch there hosted by Eric Jaffe and we have fun. And then now coming up every Saturday, I will be at the Punchline doing Drag Diva Brunch hosting there as well. And of course, Black Diaries is is in season two and now we are being produced by Sardonic Productions and we are on their Facebook page, which I share on my Ben Show page as well every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. And I do miscellaneous different gigs throughout the week and different corporation gigs that I don't necessarily post about, but, you know, I'll do. So if you're a corporation listening, a bitch is ready. Hello. Um, hello. But, um, yeah, so I like to do that. But but check me out on vinchell.com because I try to keep that as up-to-date as possible. There we go. I, lo- I love a bitch with a website. Uh, I have a website, pariahsinclair.com. Come on, pariahsinclair.com. That I need to update, <laughs> girl, because I, you know, we have, I haven't been doing anything, like. Oh, yeah. See, during, see, I feel like during quarantine, because that's when I got mine, I was bored, so I would update it every day. That's nothing, nothing else to do with just update my damn <laughs> Yeah, I need to update it with, with the upcoming gigs and with the, with the new pictures and all of that. Um, but yes, yeah, so follow me on my website, Pariah Sinclair on every single social media app. Um, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Vinchelle, for being my guest today. Thank you for thank- having me. Of course. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye.